Good evening, Patriots. I'm Praying Medic, and this is my nightly news update. It is Friday, November 20th. Thank you for joining me on the broadcast. I uh, wanted to send you into the weekend with a little bit of good news in the event that you're feeling a little stressed and anxious over all this election stuff. I do have some, I think, encouraging election news to report. And let's jump into that without any further ado. Uh, I am an author by trade, and this is my 15th book, The Great Awakening. It is volume two of the Q Chronicles series. In this book, I discuss the post of the anonymous intelligence insider known as Q. And uh, this book picks up in about December of 2017. I decode some of the more mysterious posts that Q is but out there, there's a, a series of stringers called Red Red that refer to Barack Obama and his AIDS video campaign at the end of 2017 and its connection to corruption uh, and the Red Cross. Um, there's also a chapter on North Korea. Q has posted a lot about North Korea, a lot of very interesting, I would call them deltas, where Q and the president post at similar times. There's a lot of Q proofs in that chapter on North Korea. Uh, the Great Awakening is currently available on Amazon, it looks like, although they've informed me that they're going to take it off. Apparently they haven't yet. You can still get it on Amazon. It is also available on Barnes & Noble. All right. Uh, last night, Tucker Carlson uh, got into a little uh, heated debate over some things that Sidney Powell said in her press conference yesterday. And Tucker basically said that Powell made accusations about election fraud, specifically Dominion voting machines, for which she has provided no evidence. Now, I'm gonna let you listen to what Tucker said last night. By former prosecutor Sidney Powell, who has also served as General Mike Flynn's lawyer. For more than a week, Powell has been all over conservative media with the following story. This election was stolen by a collection of international leftists who manipulated vote tabulating software in order to flip millions of votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. The other day on television, Powell said of Trump that when the fraud is finally uncovered, quote, I think we'll find he had at least 80 million votes. In other words, rigged software stole about 7 million votes in this election. But Sidney Powell has been saying similar things for days. On Sunday night, we texted her after watching one of her segments. What Powell was describing would amount to the single greatest crime in American history. Millions of votes stolen in a day. Democracy destroyed. The end of our centuries-old system of self-government. Not a small thing. Now, to be perfectly clear, we did not dismiss any of it. We don't dismiss anything anymore, particularly when it's related to technology. So that's a long way of saying we took Sidney Powell seriously. We had no intention of fighting with her. We've always respected her work. We simply wanted to see the details. How could you not want to see them? So we invited Sidney Powell on the show. We would have given her the whole hour. We would have given her the entire week, actually, and listened quietly the whole time at rapt attention. That's a big story. But she never sent us any evidence, despite a lot of requests, polite requests, not a page. When we kept pressing, she got angry and told us to stop contacting her. When we checked with others around the Trump campaign, people in positions of authority, they told us Powell has never given them any evidence either, nor did she provide any today at the press conference. I wanted to point out one thing, and that is that 
Eyewitness testimony, along with an affidavit or a sworn statement, is considered evidence in a court of law. And every significant claim that Sidney Powell made yesterday in that press conference, she backed up with eyewitness testimony and evidence. If you listen to what she said in that press conference, just go back and listen to it again. She repeatedly said, we have eyewitness testimony, we have affidavits, we have sworn statements from these people. So it's not like she didn't actually provide evidence. She provided a lot of sworn statements and testimony. In the two weeks since the election, Twitter has been filled with hundreds of threads and videos showing evidence of Dominion's role in election fraud. CodeMonkey has been going through the owner's manual and he's been talking to people who have been operators. He's been talking to a lot of different people and he's been exposing all of these problems with Dominion's voting system. All right, it's not like someone can pretend that this evidence isn't out there in the public domain. In fact, on his show, Tucker Carlson said he was aware that uh, this information was out there on social media. So for him to admit that he had knowledge that this evidence was out there and then deny it on the air, to me, is showing blatant dishonesty. Now. This morning, Sidney Powell responded. She was on with Maria Bartiromo. Let you listen to her comments. All right, Sidney, I, I want you to respond to what Tucker Carlson said last night, Sidney. I don't know if you watched it, but uh, Tucker Carlson said that uh, he had invited you on his show to share evidence of uh, the software flipping votes. Uh, and he, he said you got angry and refused to provide evidence for your claims of voting software flipping votes. How do you respond to Tucker Carlson? Did you get angry with the show because they texted you and asked you to please provide evidence of what you're uh, alleging? Uh, no, I didn't get angry with the request to provide evidence. In fact, I sent an affidavit to Tucker uh, that I had not even attached to a pleading yet uh, to help him understand the situation. And I offered him another witness who could explain the mathematics and statistical evidence uh, far better than I can. I'm not really a numbers person. But he was very insulting, demanding, and rude, and I told him not to contact me again in those terms. So Sydney is basically saying that uh, Tucker is lying. When Tucker says that they ask for evidence and Sydney offered no evidence, Sydney says, no, we actually did offer you affidavits and sworn statements, evidence, and they decided not to take it. So I'm inclined to believe Sydney Powell's side of the story. She has, uh, in my estimation, sterling character, unimpeachable conduct. And to me, this look just looks like Fox News is trying to defend its narrative. All right, moving along in other news. Um, in Michigan, articles of impeachment have been filed in the House by Republicans against Michigan Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer for abuse of power related to COVID lockdowns. Don't know whether that's going to go through in the Senate but uh, she is undergoing impeachment in the House right now. In election news, it's unclear if the request is gonna be honored, but a member of Wayne County's Board of Canvassers has requested an audit be done before the vote in Wayne County, that's Detroit, is certified. There's a lot of people who are, and there's election officials, who are getting concerned that if they 
if they certify a fraudulent vote, they're going to be held responsible for it. So some people are having second thoughts about this. In Pennsylvania, uh, state legislators held a press conference this morning to provide an update on a canceled hearing where Dominion Voting Systems was scheduled to publicly set the record straight regarding allegations of election fraud with their machines. Now, Dominion last night backed out of their commitment and decided not to show up, and they hired lawyers uh, and basically told the legislature we're not going to be at your hearing. There was a, a live stream this morning. It was actually a press conference by mostly Republican members of the Pennsylvania's legislature. And they wanted to know why Dominion backed out of their commitment and why they weren't willing to discuss publicly the accusations. They listen to this video. So today we were supposed to sit down with Dominion and have an open forum discussion on all those issues. Whether they're true or not, let's have the discussion and knock them down to provide accuracy to our voters. They walked away from the table. There was no reason to do that. They're not being litigated. There's no lawsuit against Dominion that's currently filed. If we as a standing committee, if we as legislators that are duly elected to do oversight of state government, particularly of this election, how are we to do that if everybody wants to, that we want to have to ask questions to says, sorry, we can't come before you because we might get litigated. We are not going to get any answers or address any concerns. This needs to put, we're putting a stop to this right now. If you're not litigated and we ask you to come before us, we expect you to, to fulfill your promise of coming to, before us and address the questions that people have. It's not going to change the outcome, but we need to know what happened. Dominion was part of that. There are broad accusations. I didn't say they were true. I didn't validate any of those accusations. We wanted to give them the opportunity to address them. They chose not to. Why? That is what we want to know. So have you talked it to Chairman adds, Taylor? It adds more skeptical issues with our constituents moving forward. We just tried to have an open discussion. That was the point of the hearing, Steve. So have you talked to Chairman Taylor about subpoenas? You have subpoena power? Are you subpoenas going to are a tool of the legislative body. They're effective in providing oversight. And that is as far as we're going to discuss subpoenas. Any other questions? No further questions. Thank you all for coming out. Uh, hopefully Dominion will be responding to this with concrete uh, answers to every single accusation that's been out there. Thank you. In other Pennsylvania election news, um, the Pennsylvania House of Representatives voted to conduct an audit of the 2020 election. This is right after they had this press conference. So the resolution that was passed by the House does not require approval by the governor, and it does not require approval by the Senate. There is no limit to the amount of money that the committee can spend on the audit, and the results are going to be due by Friday. It sounds like they're going to hire an outside contractor to do the audit of the vote. In Arizona, Governor Doug Ducey announced today that the state is not going to finalize its election results until all legal disputes have been settled. We know that Rudy Giuliani said yesterday they will likely be filing uh, a lawsuit in Arizona, so that'll have to be resolved first. Counties in Arizona have until the 23rd to certify their election results. The state then has 10 days to certify statewide. The Arizona Republican Party, which is led by Kelly Ward, is trying to prevent a number of counties from certifying their results. And in Maricopa County, 
They have a motion before a judge to examine a sample of ballots before they do certification. So it's going to be a while, I think, before we have a final uh, result on the election in Arizona, which is, which is good. There's a process that needs to take time. Sidney Powell has put state election officials on notice. She said this, the suits will be against election officials to invalidate the results of election and force it to the legislatures and the Electoral College and then the Congress if necessary. This is actually the pathway for the constitutional um, flow of the election process. First, you have um, county election officials and they need to look at the numbers, look at the vote and decide whether they're going to certify or not. Then it goes to the state legislature, then it goes to the Electoral College, and then it goes to Congress. So they're going to exhaust all of these options, and it's going to be a while before we know how this is going to turn out. But the point being, Sidney Powell has basically told um, election officials, those are at the county level, that they'd better be careful because they could end up uh, facing a lawsuit. Now, in Georgia, the Secretary of State announced they had certified their election, and then a few hours later, they backtracked and said they had not certified their election. Uh, Representative Steve Smith made it clear that anyone who knowingly certifies a fraudulent election in Georgia is going to regret it. He tweeted this out, if you certify a fraud, you're done in Georgia, and he tweeted at the Secretary of State. It's difficult to say exactly what's going to happen with Georgia at this point. In other news, if you've been following the Kyle Rittenhouse story, uh, Kyle was arrested in Kenosha after a shooting. Uh, there was a fatality in that shooting. He's being charged with homicide. He was in jail pending $2 million bail. He is now out of jail. They've raised enough money to uh, put him out on bail. So he's been thanking a lot of people for their contribution to that. All right, moving along, um, Joe Biden is trying to grift money from private citizens to pay for his imaginary transition into the Oval Office. He tweeted this out today. Here's the deal. Because President Trump refuses to concede and is delaying the transition, we have to fund it ourselves and need your help. If you're able to chip in, help fund the Biden-Harris transition, and they have an Act Blue uh, link there for donations. So. Um, yeah, Joe Biden is never going to be president. There's going to be no transition. And they're just trying to grift money from people. President Trump held a press conference today on lowering prescription drug prices. And in the middle of it, he taunted the media about his election win. I'll let you listen to this. Big Pharma ran millions of dollars of negative advertisements against me during the campaign, which I won, by the way. But, you know, we'll find that out. Uh, almost 74 million votes. We had Big Pharma against us. We had the media against us. We had Big Tech against us. Uh, we had a lot of dishonesty against us. Kaylee McEnany also held a press conference today. And she talked about a number of things. Um, she just rained down fire on the fake news media. It was glorious. Uh, this is how she finished off the press conference. Just we talked a lot about transfer of power in the election, and it's worth remembering um, that this president was never given an orderly transition of power. Um, his presidency was never accepted. Um, in fact, before uh, the election, his election, we know Crossfire Hurricane was launched by Peter Strzok to pursue a baseless allegations about the president's ties with Russia. Uh, that's before he was president, trying to subvert the will of the American people. We know in August, Peter Strzok wrote a text message about an 
insurance policy against a Trump presidency, once again trying to silence the voice of the American people. Um, in 2016, we know in October that there was a FISA warrant, a FISA warrant taken out to spy on the Trump campaign. Then the American people spoke, and they spoke commandingly in electing President Trump, despite all of the odds. And what happened after he was elected? You had 70 lawmakers say we're not coming to his inauguration, Democratic lawmakers. You had Elizabeth Warren saying we're going to attempt to obstruct the Trump transition by urging the Government Accountability Office to investigate uh, the incoming Trump transition. Um, in January of that year, you had President Obama have a by-the-book meeting where they talked about the Logan Act, using that act to go after Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Just before the inauguration, you had BuzzFeed promoting and publishing this bogus steel dossier that's been widely debunked. And then for two years, you had the basis Mueller investigation, which searched for collusion, found none, and exonerated President Trump. While in 2016, President Trump became the duly elected president, many sought to undermine him, discredit him, delegitimize him, and deny his victory. There were no calls for unity. There were no calls for healing. So while every legal vote is counted, let us not forget the inexcusable transition or lack thereof that President Trump had to endure in 2016 and for years into his presidency. Thank you, everyone, for the very good and substantive questions today. I don't call an activist. I'm not an activist, and you have taken questions since October 1st, and you just took about five, Kaylee. That's not doing your job, your taxpayer-funded job. And in our last news for today, uh, Supreme Court justices just received their new assignments for circuit courts. And this is important because this, these justices will preside over cases within a certain jurisdiction. All right. And we now have, due to the realignment, Brett Kavanaugh will be presiding over the circuit court that has jurisdiction for Michigan. Amy Coney Barrett will be presiding over the court that has jurisdiction over Wisconsin. Uh, Justice Alito will be presiding over the court that has jurisdiction over Pennsylvania. And Clarence Thomas will be presiding over the court that has jurisdiction over Georgia. This is highly relevant because when cases go before these various courts, the Supreme Court justices can issue uh, stays and injunctions, which could help the president that is all the news I have for this Friday. If this broadcast has blessed you, you might want to consider supporting me on Subscribestar. The link to my Subscribestar page is in the description box. The link to my book, Great Awakening, is also in the description box. Please keep me and Denise in prayer this weekend. Keep the president and his legal team in prayer this weekend. Keep the military in prayer. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast.